Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. When something's just so cute or you just love something so much that you just want to just fucking squeeze yes. it or just like punch the shit out of it. Mm, it's yeah. Me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's how I feel with Macy and with Dylan. Sometimes I'm just like, I just, you're just so fucking cute. Just let me punch you. Just let me. Dude, yeah, I know. Like, I feel like Luke sometimes thinks I'm really abusive. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll hug him and I'll just pat him really hard on the back. Be like, I fucking love you. And he's like, ow. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's really just out of love, man. You're just so fucking cute! God! I just love you so fucking much! Yes. I, I think there's, a like, a term for that. I used to have that really big problem when I was younger. I'd always squeeze my cats. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't know any better. But, like, I just, I thought they were so cute and I loved them so much. I just mm-hmm. wanted to, you know... Squeeze them. Yeah, and I yeah. did, and it was bad. Well, I didn't kill anyone, thank the, thank the Lord, because I'd probably cry, but... <laughs> didn't kill anyone <laughs> oh boy oh that was one hell of an intro yeah <laughs> welcome <laughs> welcome back to mysterious i don't know what is happening okay hi uh t- this is um me i'm and this is me yeah i'm caitlin i'm erica hello Hello. Today, I'm super excited to fucking talk about this today. Yes. Today, we are going to discuss the ins and outs of the men in black. <gasps> yes. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't. I'm completely spacing on the theme song. Here come the men in black. Is that it? Here come the men in black. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Anyways, all right. So let's, let's just... Sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen those movies in so fucking long. I probably should. Yeah. My favorite meme. Okay, the guy that uh, take... Bless you. Bless you, goodness. The alien that takes over that man's body, you know? Like, sugar. I need sugar in my water. Mm-hmm. That, that dude. All right. I saw this meme where it said... There's two. It was like, uh, when you have to poop really bad. Or... <laughs> Or the day after leg day, and it's like him walking down the street all funny. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> you have to poop really bad. Oh no! And you're like trying to like waddle there, <laughs> and you're trying oh, to make shit. it all look casual, and you just walk by someone, and you're like, oh, how's it going? What the fuck is up, Kyle? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What is up? Oh. Uh. Okay. Alright, fine. What are we talking about? Men in black. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I've got the notes right here. They're right in front of my face. Okay, so let's just let's just do this. Let's jump right in, okay? All right. That was a beautiful jump. Thank you. Beautiful. So according to Wikipedia, because well where else do we get our info? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I actually we'll get there. But I actually used a quote. 
educational source. Oh, look at you. (laughs) Yes. So, according to Wikipedia, this is not the educational source. (laughs) The MIB are supposedly men who are, quote, dressed in black suits who claim to be quasi-government agents who harass, threaten, or sometimes even assassinate UFO witnesses to keep them quiet about what they have seen. Mm-hmm. But this term is also used to describe men who work for unknown organizations or different branches of the government who are tasked with protecting government secrets. So, like, little baby branches of the CIA or some shit that are just, like, going around yeeting people out of existence to protect government secrets. You know, just mm. casual. So, um... Mm-mm-mm. Men and black agents, I will now be referring to them as MIB agents because less syllables. Right. MIB agents usually appear in groups of two or three, but will occasionally show up alone. Uh, But where did this theory of such an organization stem from? Well, let me tell you. But according to an article on history.com, also not the educational source, (laughs) it can all be traced back to one day, June 27th. 1947, when a man named Harold Dahl, D-A-H-L, I think it's Dahl, 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 I don't know, (laughs) anyways, uh, but Harold was gathering logs on the Puget Sound, Um, here he saw six donut-shaped objects hovering about half a mile above his boat. After some time, one of the donut-shaped objects fell from the sky, raining debris down onto the sound. Some of the debris even hit Harold's son, Charles, and their dog. Oh. Unfortunately, the dog did not survive. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But Harold did? Harold was fine, fucker. Fuck. Fucker. Yeah, well, you know. Anyways, so... Harold uh, took some pictures with his camera in 1947 and was able to show them to his supervisor, Fred Chrisman. When Fred went... with a supervisor? (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck? I would, like, take that shit to you guys first. I'd be like, friends, look. I'm not going to take that shit to my supervisor. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, okay, so when Fred went to the scene, these are such, I can't with the names, Fred and Harold and Charles. What was the dog's name? Steve? Steve. Maybe. R.I.P. Steve. Sorry, Steve. So, uh, when Fred went to the scene to see for himself, he also saw the strange aircraft. And the next morning, Harold got a visitor. A strange man in a black suit. He... Uh, or they went to a local diner, and the man told Harold exactly what he had experienced to every single tiny detail. Beautiful. He claimed that he knew way more about Harold's experience than Harold could fathom. Harold was then told not to speak of the incident and was threatened if he did not listen. Later, Harold and Fred both claimed the whole sighting was a hoax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see your squinty eyes. Mm. <laughs> so, was it a hoax? Nah. Or were they told to say it was a hoax? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Just thing. So another famous MIB experience comes from a then factory clerk turned UFOologist. UFOlogist. Ufologist. Mm-hmm. Ufologist. I don't fucking know how to say it. There's only one O. UFOlogist. How do you say that? I don't know. You're doing great. Whatever. His name was Al Al Albert. Al <laughs> Al 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 Albert K Bender. <laughs> According to an article from the Journal of American Folklore, oh, there's the educational source. In 1953, Bender quote sent a letter to a friend who was likewise interested in UFOs, stating that he had learned the origin and ultimate goal of extraterrestrial visitation of the Earth. Unquote. It did not take long for good, good old Al to be visited by three men dressed in all black. Mm. Mm. No one really knows what the MIB said to him, but whatever it was, it made Bender stop all of his UFO-related activities. All of it. All of it. So whatever the fuck he, they said to him, he was like, nah, bitch, I'm out. They meant, they meant business. I'm done. So, obviously, as UFO sightings increased, so did reports of the MIB activity. Um, The agents usually show up before the witnesses have reported seeing anything, or sometimes even before the witnesses witness anything. You know what I mean? So, sometimes they show up right after they have seen it, Mm -hmm. and other times they show up before they have even seen it. So, how do they know that they were about to see something and what if they weren't about to see it and then they just, like, fucked it up? It's just like the Men in Black movie where the Men in Black work with the aliens and they just, they know where all the aliens are. Mmm. Mmm. Hold that. Hold that thought. okay. Okay, so, people, uh, hold that thought till the end because we'll come back to it. So, people who have uh, MIB experiences have claimed that the men who came to visit them know far more about their personal lives than just any stranger would know. So, they have done their recon, and they know everything about you. Quality. Yes, they know the last time you took a shit. No. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Anyways, wow, I don't even know how we got there. Oh, because the MIB knows everything about you. That's right. That's right. So uh, the (laughs) backtracking to the (laughs) the topic. Oh, boy. Uh, The MIB typically identify themselves as military intelligence personnel representing the Air Force because aliens. Because aliens. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) Witnesses often describe the MIB, MIB, MIB. Agents as wearing exactly get the black eyed peas in here. Fergie, come on in. <laughs> oh, will I am? <laughs> I don't know any of the other black eyed peas. <laughs> there guys do. Come on in. <laughs> it's fine. Um, witnesses often describe the MIB agents as wearing all black clothing. Duh, that may appear either soiled and unkempt. Or realistically neat and wrinkle-free. Completely opposite ends of the spectrum. No in between. None. Hmm. They're either disgusting or immaculate. No in between. Okay. Me too. I mean. (laughs) You either get 
royalty about to go to Cinderella's ball or homeless. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Those are the only two options you get. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they are also described to have a very unusual gait. So like a walk. That same American Folklore article says, quote, moving about as if their hips were swivel joints, producing a gliding or rocking effect. Uh. Often with the torso and legs seemingly moving off into opposite directions. Stop. So uh, they're basically either floating or they're just like, because it says often with the torso and legs seemingly moving off into opposite directions. So the torso, they're like leaning back and then just like, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up what you're saying. Ew. Yeah, I'm highly disgusted. I'd probably mm. cry. I'd run. <laughs> like That's threat enough. Them walking yeah. is threat enough for me, thanks. I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> safe place? This is my safe place? <laughs> Sorry, I will never do anything ever again. Catch me being a hermit in my house. Goodbye. For real. <laughs> uh, some people have even said that they walk almost like they're drunk. Um, they are always driving black Cadillacs or large black sedans, and they are said to look as though a chunk of their hair had been shaved and was in a different state of growth than the rest of their hair. So, are men in black even supposed to be human, or are they aliens themselves? We'll get to it. Okay. Hmm. Witnesses have identified the great seal of the United Nations on the lapels of some MIB agents. Uh, They are said to speak very distinctly and have the facial features of either Italian, Burmese, Indian, or even Asian descent. Encounters with the MIB often leave witnesses confused and disoriented. They experience vertigo, nausea, and or amnesia that lasts four days. So that, to me, sounds supernatural. So so now I'm going to read you some accounts of people who have been visited okay, by the okay. men in black. <clears throat> okay, so this is from a 27-year-old man named Michael Elliott, and he reported this, uh, this incident on May 13th of 1982. So, quote, this is long, so... Okay. It was mid-November of 1980, Wednesday or Thursday, and I was doing research on flying saucers. It was a strange day weather-wise, with erratic shifts of rain and wind and sun. It would get very blustery, and then it would become very calm. It was approximately 4.30 p.m. and already on the dark side. I had been reading in a nearby university library for about four hours. I sat alone in a wing facing a large window to the south and stacks of books to my right running for some six rows behind me. I had the table closest to the window facing the window. Without any sound to indicate that someone was approaching me from behind, I noticed from the corner of my right eye what I I supposed was a man's black pant leg. He was wearing rather worn black leather shoes. A man moved around the table to the chair opposite where I sat and stood silently for about three seconds with his back to the window before sitting down very mechanically straight and very affected. He had a dark complexion, but not Oriental or Indian, but dark. Those are his words, not mine. He had black hair with something of the greasy look, looking somewhat punk by today's standards. (laughs) 
He was very thin with a chiseled nose and chin, and he had sunken eyes. The man wore a black suit that needed ironing and possibly cleaning. He had on a white shirt and a black Texan-like string tie, so a bolo tie. Later, when he rose to leave, I remember noting that the suit was much too large for him, despite his being over six feet, as I estimated it. The man asked me what I was working on, and I told him. He spoke very articulately and had a slight accent that I couldn't place, but remember thinking it was European. We engaged in some chit-chat about flying saucers, and I just wasn't into having a conversation. Now the man asked me if I had ever seen a flying saucer. I curtly told him that at the moment I wasn't particularly interested in whether flying saucers were physical extraterrestrial craft. I found the stories about them interesting. Well, I thought the guy was going to come unglued. He became highly agitated and said in a voice much too loud for use in a library, flying saucers are the most important fact of the century and you're not interested? I couldn't believe it was happening to me and I was getting a bit fearful. I was beginning to think that he was more than just a nut. I felt that he might be dangerous. I tried to calm him. Finally, he said nothing. He stood up, not like you or I would, but if he, as if he were mechanically lifted. He looked real awkward, placing his hand on my shoulder, and he said something like, Go well in your purpose. It sounded religious, and I remember thinking that he was going to leave some proselytizing religious tracks with me. I didn't look up to see him go. Within, say, ten seconds, great fear overwhelmed me, and for the first time I entertained the idea that this man was otherworldly. Really, I was very frightened. I got up, walked two steps in the direction he had left in, turned around, and returned again to my seat. Got up again. I was highly excited and finally walked around the stacks to the reference desk, and nobody was behind the desk. In fact, I could see no one at all in the library. I've gone to graduate school, and I've never been in a library where there wasn't somebody there. No one was even at the information desk across the room. I was close to panicking, panicking and went quickly back to my desk. I sat down and tried to calm myself. In about an hour, I, I rose to leave the library. There were two librarians behind each of the two desks. Boy got transported, and why did he wait a whole fucking hour to leave? abducted abducted okay i got a couple more for you okay this is from a thought catalog thought catalog article it's like nine creepy stories of the real men in black Mm. okay so here we go jim these are shorter ones jim templeton was shocked to discover this figure in the background of a photo of his daughter the figure was not in the camera's view when he took the photo and nobody had any idea where it came from The film was verified as authentic by Kodak, and Templeton's story went public. Not long after, he was visited by two, quote, government agents who referred referred to themselves as number nine and number ten. They demanded to see the site of the photo and questioned Templeton about the event. When Templeton told them he didn't see the the (laughs) the figure personally, the men became angry and stormed out of the field, never to be seen again. Templeton was later contacted by two employees at a missile launch pad in Australia, who claimed that they saw two figures that resembled the man in his daughter's photo on launch pad security footage. Apparently, the missiles at that site in Australia had been produced only 20 miles away from the field where Templeton took the photo. So it was pretty close. Here, let me show you this picture. 
Oh, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. It looks like an astronaut. It does. Mm-hmm. But why would there be an astronaut? And it looks like he's... I mean, I guess there's a hill. So maybe he's just standing at the top of the hill. But also, like, why is he in full-ass astronaut gear? Right. If he's on Earth, you know? If he's on Earth. Okay. Next one. Wow. Aliens are astronauts. <laughs> astronauts are <laughs> <or> aliens. <gasps> Bro. All right. I got two more for you. So, second to last, Paul Miller was returning home after a hunting trip when they saw a luminous disc in the sky. The disc landed in an empty field and two humanoids emerged from the craft. Miller fired his gun at them and believed to have injured one when he fled down a rural road in his car. However, in that moment, he realized he had lost time. It was almost three hours later than when he first encountered the craft. He shrugged it off and went back to his Air Force job the next day. However, upon entering work, he was immediately confronted by three men in black suits. They told him that they, quote, had his file. Despite having told nobody about the event, the men said that they knew all about it and mentioned that the encounter would be best forgotten. Paul says, quote, they seemed to know everything about me, where I worked, my name, everything else. They also asked, oh, wait, unquote, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) They also asked questions about his experience as if they already knew the answer. Miller, terrified, did not come forward about his experience until years later. Hmm. Okay, one more. Danny Gordon was a radio personality who became interested in a flurry of Wythe County UFO sightings. Multiple people across the county claimed to have seen bizarre objects in the sky, and Gordon decided to investigate. Gordon became obsessed with getting photos of the objects, including one time where an entire school bus of students saw the UFOs flying over a shopping mall as Gordon took photos. Eventually, Gordon snapped a few photos at extremely close range that allegedly verified they were not part of this world. However, strange things began happening to Gordon. He received a phone call from a man who claimed to be ex-military and warned him that his research could cost him everything and urged him to stop for his family's sake. Gordon was also interviewed, wink, wink, by two men in black suits who claimed to work for a magazine publication. Mm. Not long after the interview, Gordon realized all his photos were missing. He contacted the magazine for information, and they claimed to have never heard of him, much less commissioned an article about him. Not long after, Gordon suffered a heart attack, and his doctors warned him that all the research and stress was jeopardizing his health. Jordan, Jordan, (laughs) Gordon gave up the story and was never bothered again. I see. Yeah. So, who the hell are these people? Are they even people at all? Some who have encountered the MIB think that they are aliens in disguise. They visit people who have witnessed UFO activity in order to cover their own tracks. This would explain the agent's little to no visual emotion, as well as other aspects about them, such as the way they walk. Maybe they abduct and inhabit other human bodies in order to accomplish their goals. That could potentially explain the weird hair hair growth patterns. If they, like, implant the alien into their brain, you know, and they have to shove or shave part of their head, you know? Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? 
Others believe that the MIB are humanoid robots. Uh, This would also explain the lack of human emotion and their precise way of speaking. The same way that your Amazon um, robot lady, whose name I'm not going to say because everyone's will freak out. Um, Same way that they or Siri or you know, anything else speaks very precisely. That's like the vibe that I'm getting from these MIB experiences. This, however, is less feasible due to the origin date of the MIB. Um, This could not be an invention of the human race, but potentially an alien race could manage such a thing in the 1950s. Maybe they were smart enough to make essentially AI, but who knows? Mm -hmm. The most popular theory about the MIB is that they are government officials. They are sent to people's homes and workplaces in order to threaten them into silence because the government just doesn't want their precious secrets getting out. Right. Mm -hmm. Of course. Now, I wouldn't be doing this topic justice if I didn't mention all of the pop culture references. Mainly... The Men in Black movie franchise starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. In these movies, the main characters, Agent J and Agent K, fight and kill or often capture aliens who reveal themselves to the human race or endanger humans. Um, They have their little neutralizers. Wait, are they called neutralizers or neuralizers? It's neuralizers, isn't it? Well, I wrote neutralizers. Whoops. (laughs) Neuralizers, which erase the memories of humans so that they cannot remember the incidents in which they witness aliens. These movies frame the men in black as being the good guys protecting the human race. But the reality is they probably aren't, given the many real-life encounters with the MIB have involved high-level threats on their lives of the witnesses and their families. Families. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, the movies are really good, so Mm -hmm. there's that. Well, the first one's good. I liked the third one. I don't really remember that one. That was the one, Boris. Boris. Boris the animal. I like the pug, no. I really don't remember that one. I've seen it. I know I've seen it. But, like, I just don't remember it. I think I watched the most recent one, the International or whatever it is, with the lady. Oh, the with the the girls. The lady agent, yeah. Oh, I've never. But I I don't really remember it. I think I've seen that one, too. I think I watched it, but I don't really remember yeah. anything of it. I don't even think Will Smith is in it, is he? I think. Fuck, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. Probably since it came out. But, um, yeah. So, that's what I got for you. So, um. Here comes Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it has uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that's right. He plays the other agent. Yeah, there we go. I love the pug. Frank the pug. Mm-hmm. Frank. He was my favorite, not gonna lie. I love pugs. All right. Men in black are aliens. You think? That kind of fucking blew my mind. And honest- honestly, it makes sense. It does. With all the way, the way that people have explained it and, like, described the way they act and mm-hmm. look. And I think they are... Just, like, possessing people. Hear me out. What if it's both? Like, what if... 
okay, the government has their own men in black. Mm-hmm. And what if the aliens have their own men in black? But what if they didn't know about each other? Well, maybe the aliens knew, but like, what if the government and men in black didn't know about the aliens, men in black? Oh, no. Could you imagine that? <laughs> I don't want the to. The aliens are like, <laughs> what's up, bitches? You don't Doing know. your job for you. <laughs> um, I also like the idea that the men in black are working for the aliens, like what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Like, yeah, like in the movie, like, how they have, like, that office and it's just aliens yeah, and, like, them. Right. I think there are human supervisors. I don't remember. I really need to rewatch these movies. But, yeah. I think maybe it's a combination of sort of everything. Right. Except for, like, I don't really think the robots. I don't think that. Terminator. Exactly. <laughs> well... You know, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think that's super feasible. Right, yeah. For the reasons that I listed, you know, unless. That doesn't sound as cool. I mean, I guess most alien races, okay, well, (laughs) hypothetically, because you know, (laughs) but most alien races do tend to be more intelligent than us and like more technologically advanced. Mm -hmm. But also, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Right. Doesn't feel right. To me, it feels like they would be either people being abducted and possessed by aliens and then the aliens just using these people's bodies to um, go tell the people to shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. using the human bodies so that it doesn't look suspicious. Right. But it it ends up looking suspicious. Have have you ever seen Little Nicky? Yes. Okay, you know how they can take over people's bodies? What if it's mm-hmm. like that? Like, they can just jump in your mouth. Ew. And just... Oh, I forgot that that was part of it. And they just oh, throw God. you up. Oh, God. They'll throw themselves up. Yeah, that's say. an option, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like it could be something like that. Or maybe they're just, like, like remotely controlling them, you know what I mean? Like they're they <gasps> yeah. Insert... What if they? Yeah, like what if they abduct you and then insert like a little little something, some 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 up in, in your, your brain, brain? <gasps> and then they just it's like, like... <laughs> just like playing Animal Crossing, oh God, but yeah. with a real human being. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh my that God. might be one. That's my favorite theory. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. Oh, fuck. Ooh. Yeah, because how else would they, like, like Scooby-Doo retract their souls into Oh, another, my God, yes. You know? Yeah. Because, like, how... I'm going with that. And then it's, like, the, like, the fucking, the big Hulk Iron Man suit, you know? The one that's, like, the metal one that uh-huh. Thanos beats the shit out of. Uh-huh. He, it's, like, he can control it from from and like he can speak through it you know with mm-hmm. my you know mm-hmm. i know <laughs> do you well, know no i don't oh, okay <laughs> but i know what i'm trying to say i just can't form the words to say it but like yeah beautiful mm-hmm. what would you do if you encountered a men in black man and men and you know i don't see nothing <laughs> I d- no no sir did not see anything <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh shit! I've suddenly become blind and uh, deaf. And please don't talk please to me. Don't. Thanks. <laughs> I'd be like, 
<laughs> They'd be like, I already know you're not fucking deaf, dude. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, shit. They'd be like, I literally know the last time you took a shit. I know you're not deaf. <laughs> I just fucking take off after that. Ooh. Pick up my phone and be like, hello? Oh, okay, yes, I'll be home momentarily. Thank you. My, my mom called. <laughs> I, I have to go. There's an emergency at home with my neighbors. You're 25. My neighbor's fish. My <laughs> it's a family emergency I, yes, I have to leave right now yeah just gotta go <laughs> oh I think I would probably just pass out <laughs> or exactly <laughs> exactly I would just cease to exist just that's it just gone <laughs> there's a lot of instances of me just just ceasing to exist anymore <laughs> just done it's fine oh shit Oh, that was a good episode. Yeah, I that enjoyed that. I had fun researching it. It honestly was like the fastest research I've ever done. Like, Really? It went so quickly. Nice. It was great. It was wonderful. We love those. Yes, 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 we do. Okay, I guess I'm going to go upstairs and deal with my demon dog again. Yeah, the, the 350-pound Yeah. Dog demon. Dog. Yeah, demon. There that we go. made me fall and bust you my You guys should have just named her Demon. Well, I mean, her name is Persephone, which is, like, the queen of the demons. Oh, well, some well, bitch. Queen of the underworld, but underworld My. equals demons, so. It's, yeah. It's, it's the same. Yeah. Same difference. Don't tell Dylan I said that because he disagrees, but. Ooh. Okay, well, I guess we will catch y'all next week on the flip side. I hate myself. Anyways, so, um. Going surfing, bruh. <laughs> totally righteous. <laughs> okay. Hey, Stranger Things comes out in uh, T minus four days. Okay, fucking wait. Wait. Three days. Yes. Because today's basically over. Yes. So Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday. Thursday. And, and it comes Friday. Out. Yes. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. Nobody disturb anyone on that day. Nope. Don't bother me all fucking weekend. Bye. Yep. <laughs> Except I have a tattoo appointment on Sunday, so shit. And then my elbow's getting blasted (gasps) next. Are you doing it? I have to. Otherwise, it's just going to look naked. Fuck yeah. I'm so excited. What are you getting? I don't fucking know yet. We'll figure it out. Maybe selfish. Ah, fuck yeah. (laughs) Erica's really excited for me to get my elbow tattooed. I think it's going to suck, but here we are. Oh, fuck yeah, but I'm going to tell you this right now. It's going to look so hot. (laughs) What? That's not... Is that just me? No, for me, it's back tattoos. I just think tattoos. Just fucking blast your body with... I I can't fucking wait to be done with this. I just, I don't know. I I think an elbow is one of those really hot spots because, like, people look at you and you're like, that's a badass bitch. I feel like I'm going to need to take breaks, and I might die, but it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I might just... <laughs> Dom's going to be like, where the fuck did she go? <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. Okay, that's that's it, guys. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Goodbye forever. 
Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe. <laughs>